Hi there. I'm Bunny Terry, and you're listening to the I Love New Mexico podcast. Whether you're a native New Mexican who's lived here for your entire life, or you're just considering a visit, this episode is for you. Join us as we share a lot of New Mexico stories, talk about all things New Mexico, and include topics like what's magical here, where you ought to visit, what's happening, and the things you absolutely cannot miss in the land of enchantment. We're excited that you're here, and we can't wait to show you what an amazing place New Mexico is. Because, let's face it, I love New Mexico. Today, our guest is Graham Dodds, who's somebody I know you've all been dying to meet and spend some time with because he's running one of the coolest new restaurants and inns in northern New Mexico. Um, it's near, it is, it is basically in Ojo Caliente, which is north of Santa Fe. So the name of the place is Nosa. But Graham, I, you and I have never met personally. Um, we were just lucky enough to connect in this manner. So I want to hear about it. Tell us what Nosa is, what it means, and where that dream came from. It's stunningly beautiful from what I can tell. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's a really, really special place. Um, you know, it's honestly, it's super hard to name a restaurant. You have, you come up with names and you hate them a month later. And I loved how it was written. I didn't love as much how it sounded. I really wanted like a, a an acronym like SOHO was to North of Santa Fe. Um, I started playing around with the letters. It, it looked nice. And then really what sealed the deal for me was it was I came across an old Spanish word was NOSA that meant hours. And that really spoke to me about the communal nature of the place, about a place to gather and eat and, and spend time with other people. And, and it, it felt nice. It felt like it fit and it clicked to, with me at that point. And I, I got a kudos to you because your website is one of the prettiest websites I've seen in a really long time. I mean, it helps that you have this, oh, thank you. this incredible setting, but wow, it's, um, you know, I want to tell folks because of course I've been cyber stalking you for several days, but it's Nosa, N-O-S-A-N-M.com. And um, for those of you who are listening in, you know, New Jersey or South Dakota or something like that, I, you know, I'm sorry because when you go and look at this website, you're gonna want to move to Northern New Mexico immediately. But, um, <laughs> That's amazing. I, Thank I, you. I, I'm, I, I, um, it's th so that area is one of my favorites. Anyway, I'm curious to know you are not from New Mexico, but it looks like you've been visiting for a while. I am not from New Mexico. I originally, I had come out here in college um, in the early 90s was my first time to New Mexico. I uh, came on a camping trip with a college roommate of mine. We tried to camp in December in Diablo Canyon and it was freezing and a ton of snow. And we abandoned that quite quickly and uh, went back to his brother's dorm room in Santa Fe and stayed there. But I fell in love with the place. I fell in love with the culture. I fell in love with the food. Couldn't wait to come back. Um, I had been over here over the years, just sporadically here and there. And then uh, 
found this remarkable inn and restaurant that was um, really in a transitional phase where it wasn't open. It was a lady was living in there and doing some cave tours with the raw Paulette caves around the area. And it was being really underutilized. Um, and the place changed hands with uh, some a neighborhood couple. And I saw the opportunity. And honestly, this kind of probably is my most dramatic manifest destiny I've ever experienced in my life, where I became obsessed with the place. I thought about it constantly. It felt like a dead end when the previous owner had it because she was wanting to sell it. And I wasn't in any position to do that. And then the new owners took over. They had built their house because of Rancho de San Juan that was there. They had come 20 years and stayed there and eaten there and become friends with John and David and the owners. And by the time they finished building their house, the place had closed and the guys retired to Mexico. So they never really had their restaurant down the street. And I reached out to them. Honestly, I reached out to them the day they bought it when I heard they were buying it and asked them if I could do this restaurant and in and it all fell into place. And then I thought, oh, goodness, now I've got to come up with the money to do this. And I asked <laughs> um, a friend in Dallas that I had done a lot of um, private chef work for. I had done a lot of her high end um, private dinner parties. And I asked her thinking she would refer me to one of the clients that we had, that I had cooked for in the past and secure the funding that way and then she decided she was going to do it she has been a big supporter of me over the years and she put her own money into this um to make my part of it possible and it all i mean it's just a crazy how it all came together and then uh we it took a year and a few months to get it back to where it is now with uh construction and and updates and of course with it being covid it took longer than we thought but uh yeah i ended up moving out here full-time in march then we got it open uh on july 23rd so you know we had some difficulty with alcohol license um with the timeline it it it, it was a lot um it, it took longer than i had expected and uh we launched lunches first really to kind of the word i knew people were forgiven about not having alcoholic beverages on, on at lunch a little bit. And so we did that for a, a few months while I still navigated the state and county requirements for getting an alcohol license. But finally got that secured. So I've opened for dinner you know, three weeks ago and we're able to serve beer and wine now with my fine dining. <laughs> That's New Mexico has such interesting, I mean, less interesting than they used to be, but Wow, that the liquor laws are certainly different here than they are elsewhere. Um, and I, so I want you to know that your name has come up a lot because I've, I'm, of course, the board chair of the Cancer Foundation for New Mexico, and and we're in the middle of putting together. And I'm not putting you on the spot here. I'm just telling you, you're generating a lot of conversations. And we and people were saying, or what are the cool restaurants that people don't know about that we need to hit up for donations? And three people at the table up at the, in the board of directors said, Nosa, that's the place that we keep hearing about. So uh -oh. you're getting. Amazing. I don't know if you're paying for a lot of advertising or you just have an amazing Instagram presence, but people you're, you have a reputation already for doing something that 
is, um, I mean, first of all, tell, tell our listeners, it's pretty rural where you are. Where are you exactly? Explain to somebody who's, who doesn't live. It, it is, it is very rural, you know, and to, to, to go back, you know, to backpedal on this a little bit, I would, you know, I would say the original owners of the place, John and David, had this dream of, of moving out here and fell in love with the place and they bought several hundred acres and, and built this restaurant and, and everybody thought they were crazy and nobody would come and it was out in the middle of nowhere is is the serenity and the and the peacefulness of the place. Um, you know, even with just the four rooms, it, it feels very secluded and very private. Um, so they had a really special place that they found and, and built, and it's got a great soul to it. And then they became very successful. They got a chateau designation. They came and you know, they, they had a presence in that guidebook. It was the only place southwest. Yeah, so they had a plan to come out and, and, and open this bed and breakfast. And everybody thought they were crazy everybody thought that nobody would come that they were out in the middle of new nowhere new mexico and they were laughed at and they had this dream they built this beautiful place they found this acreage and they bought a bunch of land and and they built this thing and within a short amount of time they got relay chateau designation which is a pretty sweet luxury hotel designation from europe and they were in the guidebooks and people started coming. It was the only place in the Southwest that was a Relais Chateau property. And they held, you know, they held them to those standards of, of lens and they ironed everything every day. I mean, that was, it was a spectacular property and became very special and became a destination for a lot of people. So, and they made it for 25 years. Um, so to me, that was a very inspiring part of the story where, you know, they had made it such a success. It had such cool history. It was such a magical place. Just, the, you know, the bare bones of it, the view, the, the, the building, the guest rooms, all of it, just this combination. So I saw the potential that it could really be something special. Um, and And how far are you from, like, say um santa fe how far so it's not bad i mean i i drive into santa fe often for for food and supplies um it's 45 minutes really to the north part of santa fe it's not all the way to ojo caliente we're 12 miles south of the spa in the post office um we're off closer to hernandez we're only about three miles um past the split of 285 and 84 and and so it's not quite all the way to oho and you're you're in you know for somebody who's never been up there you're in georgia o'keefe country which is i believe the most and i've been everywhere in the state i think except the gila wilderness but it is the most beautiful part of the state i i think it I'm really is it's phenomenal <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of beautiful places in New Mexico for sure. It's, it is a very special place and it was a gathering spot, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, the three rivers kind of conjoin right there. And there's a lot of petroglyphs on the Mesa behind us. I mean, it was a big 
it was a big gathering spot uh, and you know then the hot springs as well was a draw for people so yeah magical place for sure so so we've talked about the um we've talked about you know how you got here and the end but i want to read <laughs> um a couple of these I, I know you're doing different meals but i just want to read the menu i saw your dinner menu on instagram for um, November 18th and 19th. And, and some of these, I'm, I'm probably not going to say them correctly, but you have like a, um, a saffron, ar arancini, I don't even know what this is, arancini, um, uh, roasted delicacy. It's arancini, it's, arancini. it's a, like a fried risotto kind of fritter. It's a classic Italian dish. And the other stuff was like, um, uh, roasted delicata squash, veal sweetbreads, a bison, osobuco, and then an autumn frost squash and carrot torta. So this is, um, this, it's a different menu than I've seen in a while. And um, are you, you know, your tagline, one of the taglines I read was that you wanted the, you wanted to be hyper local and ultra seasonal. So I'm curious what that means to you. Yes. So what that means to me is it's it's always been super important to me to source food that I know how it's being grown and meat that how I know that it's being raised. Um, and and the special relationship that you form with the people doing that. And there's no better place than doing that right outside your back door. If, of finding the people in the close vicinity that are passionate about the ingredients and that I get them that day from being picked that morning. I mean, it's so much, it's so much better of a product. It's so much more special than something that just comes from California and sits on a truck for two weeks before we get it. And there's a story with it. There's a passion behind what they're growing and why they're growing it. And it's special and it's nice to tap into those ingredients that are right here that are at their peak and that are in season. And I feel like that's how people would like to eat and, and should eat as, as, as things that's around at that time of year. And, and that, so that's really how I plan my menus. I find a, a special ingredient I create a dish based on that ingredient and then it goes from there into the other dishes and there's a common thread that ties the menu together, kind of a narrative that speaks to a certain region or a certain style of food. Um, I'm pretty hard to put in a category. I don't really fit in a in categories a lot with my restaurants. I've you know, I've been called eclectic and no, but it's really to me it's it's classical combinations with local ingredients. It's 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 drawing on some European classic dishes, you know, whether it's from Spain or France or Italy, you know, it's it's drawing on some American regional dishes, some Southwest, some Southern, um, some Mexican. I mean, I, I like to draw inspiration from lots of different places. Well, I am um, I like I said, I spent a lot of um, time taking a look at your Instagram account account because the food is so lush and it's so pretty. Um, 
And are you, do, you. You're doing breakfast now, right? I am. I do breakfast for the end guests on request, and that changes every day. That's based on, it's just a kind of a du jour breakfast is what I'm calling it. So it's kind of a chef's choice. I, I'll always accommodate dietary restrictions. And people give me those ahead of time, and I can plan, and, and I'll, I do a nice breakfast with a, a small starter typically a little appetizer steel cut oats with some fruit and yogurt on top or i've done a kind of a play on a banana split in the summer with with some local berries and fruit on that and whipped greek yogurt um and then there's a more substantial entree there's trout and eggs or brisket hash or some a kind of a play on chilaquiles so it's been fun and and people are raving about the breakfast it's it's a nice leisurely time, about an hour long breakfast. And it's in the kind of more of the little wine bar casual area in the restaurant with the, that overlooks on the patio, overlooks the patio. So it's it's a beautiful view of the Emma's mountains. It's a nice place to have breakfast. Well, I can't, I, I can't wait to go there. How many, how, how much space do you have? How many rooms? So there's four rooms. Um, there's two kings and two queens. Um, uh, one of the kings is is quite large. It's got a quite a big suite and living area, and it's got two bathrooms, a big soaking tub, and a, another bathroom with a walk-in shower. There's another king next to that, which just has the one bathroom, but it's also very spacious. I love the the two queens. The two queens also overlook that nice view where you get the sunset side like the patio of the wine bar um so that's a that's a really nice sweet room both of them are identical and then uh there's kiva fireplaces in all of them which are really nice this time of year to have a fire going and relax and and that's kind of our tv (laughs) (laughs) so uh, so it seems to me like the perfect, I'm, I'm just talking about myself, of course, but to me, the perfect day would, or the perfect weekend would be to go up, spend the night with you, have dinner, have breakfast, and then maybe go and soak at Ojo for a little while. Of course. Maybe a lot of people are doing that. A lot of people are staying with us and soaking. it's a perfect way to do it. A lot of people, a lot of guests are going to Ojo because of the proximity. Well, and then and the it's other smaller. Cool thing is I mean, it's only four rooms. Well, and then you're so close to Abiquiu. I mean, just, I mean, it's a quick run over to, um, you know, spend some time at the George O'Keefe house and um, see Abiquiu. I always think if people haven't been to Abiquiu, they got to go take a look. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, not just the George O'Keefe exhibits, those are amazing too, but just the the scenery with the, mm-hmm. with the different colored cliffs, like, and yeah, and the hikes. I mean, it's a it's a wonderful place to be. I love to go there often. It is so. Um, so we're going to tell people how to find you, but um, tell us tell us what you have coming up. Um, I mean, my birthday is December eighth. I think we're just going to have to come up and spend the night. But what do you have coming up? But I mean, are you doing nice. some holiday stuff? Mine's a week. Mine's a week later on the fifteenth. Perfect. Um, so, we could so yeah, celebrate we, both we of do. Them. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we do have a great holiday schedule coming up. We just had a very successful Thanksgiving lunch um, with two seatings, and we had a great crowd for that. Um, one of the busiest days I've seen. 
aside from opening weekend. We've got um, we've got Christmas Eve dinner on the Saturday night, and dinners always start at six thirty. I just do one seating, and you get the you get the table for the whole evening. We don't rush you out and see somebody behind you. It's it's uh, it's a a destination experience where you get the you get to stay there as long as you like, and then um, Christmas lunch is is shaping up to be a really busy day. We we've got a, a big two o'clock seating already, so that's going to be really special to have people there on Christmas Day. I'm really excited about this. It's, it's going to be my first Christmas here, and I I certainly don't want to just feed myself. So it's really nice to have a bunch of people there to to eat and then you know the following weekend we'll do a big new year's bash um on uh on the saturday night as well brunch or lunch that that, that day two seating so um i so very so quickly i i you know we've used up a lot of time talking about what you're doing now but i i know people are going to say well how, how what's what's your story have you been a chef for years is this your passion i have when i came out to new mexico with my roommate i was going to east texas state i know sorry tech <laughs> um <It's> okay <laughs> but uh <laughs> But yeah, my parents are British, English, and uh, so I'm first generation. I was born in Texas. And uh, so I went to um, East Texas State, and I quickly found out that wasn't really what I wanted to do. I was I was cooking in a little restaurant at the same time, and was uh, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the dynamic in the kitchen. I fell in love with the create. fell in love with the amount of learning that you can experience in this field you, you never stop learning techniques recipes and tricks and i delved into it uh, i have a very um food centric family that we we go on vacations based on what restaurant we're going to eat at and really kind of plan our lives on that so you know it's been part of my life i had a a, a family friend grew up who was a pretty known chef he would have us over and we would he would have these ornate dinner parties and he put a chef hat on me when i was eight and a souffle and it was a it was neat and i i always had this interest in it my mother i would help my mother cook in the kitchen i would help my and I always had an interest in it. Um, and so, yeah, this is all I've done. I, I, I left school and started cooking. I was able to get into a couple hotels in Dallas and learn a lot more than um, I had worked, learned in the family, worked at the, in, out in the college town with. And uh, and then I loved to travel. I started traveling around all over. I I went to culinary school in Oregon and worked in Oregon and Alaska. I worked in Aspen, Colorado. Worked in uh, Massachusetts and Vermont. And then I used my um, my dual citizenship. Scotland. I worked in London and I worked in in Edinburgh. 
Um, I spent a little bit of time in southern Switzerland and had a chef job at a place down there in the Italian part. And then I spent some time in Thailand as well. So I was able to different places and cultures and cuisines and really get a foundation of, of cooking. And, uh, along the way, I really always gravitated towards these chefs that would cook seasonally and locally and, and farm to table. And uh, so I've always just had a real passion for that. Well, so we hope we hope you're just going to stick in New Mexico now because this is a this is a real gift and I'm really interested. Um, I, I mean, is your clientele from all over the world? They're from everywhere. Yeah, I mean, people are finding us, and you know, kind of back to your question about advertising, and it's just me. I I haven't I haven't got a company. I haven't got a marketing budget, and it's really been interesting to see how this being very kind we've got a lot of support you know santa fe foodies has, has been extremely supportive and people were posting my menu right when we first opened and posting pictures and and, and experiences and it's been neat it's been neat to see people um love it and and, and want to tell everybody else about it and I couldn't be doing it any other way. Well, I, I'm really excited to get up there, and I'm not joking. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for a weekend there for my birthday. So hopefully we'll see you pretty soon. But um, oh, amazing! Yeah, amazing. thank we're, you, Graham. We're gonna post all of your links, and I'm gonna tell people right now: you gotta go to the website and take a look because you're you're gonna want to book a night and dinner. It's gonna happen. Yeah, people are really enjoying it. It's it's just a, such a sacred special magical place and it's a place to relax and drink some nice wine and then go back to your your room afterwards you don't have to drive home that's perfect well and if you do have to drive i mean that 45 minutes is not very far i mean people drive from albuquerque to santa fe for it's not time and we drive and I, there so that's not very far I see that too. I mean, it's yeah. I think that's part of living in this part of the world is you've got to you've got to drive to get to some places. And out of time, but I'm so excited that you've done first of all that you've created this space, and that you are using local products. So you're Thank obviously you. a boost to the local economy. But you've just created a beautiful space. So thank. We're gonna we want to send a lot of folks your way. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs>